You're listening to Smash the Bottom Line with Maddie Brown. Okay, this is Maddie Brown with Smash the Bottom Line, and I have the great privilege today of talking with Jesse Johnson. And Jesse is a very smart businesswoman who's doing some really amazing things in her business, and I thought she would be an excellent source for my listeners to get some insight into what makes a great business and how to be successful in business. So thank you, Jesse. I appreciate you taking your time to to do this interview. I'm so honored to be here, Maddie. Thanks for the invitation. Okay. So talk to us a little bit about how you got started in business. What, you know, what got what got you driven to be in business and um where you were before that well i really the beginning of my career was in math education i spent a few years before that in the arts and working in in film production but most of my career was spent as a math teacher and then a math coach and an administrative coach and school support person in the new york city public schools and I really, I did beautiful work there. I loved my work there. I was very passionate about helping kids and helping schools and helping, ev- like, really everyone in the public school system to experience excellence in themselves, in their communities, in their learning, the whole thing. Um, and And then at a certain point, it just felt like I wasn't actually able to one, use all of my talents and resources in that work, and two, that my work wasn't actually having the impact that I really believed it could have, just because of the nature of bureaucracy and public school systems. You know, it it was not at all about the people that I was working with. It was just the nature of the, the limitations that are present in public education. And I... I did not know that I was choosing what I chose until later, <laughs> which was an interesting thing. I, I think if you had told me, like, if someone had been narrating the little movie, movie of my life while it was happening and was like, Jessie's becoming a businesswoman, I would have totally stopped and been like, what? That's happening? Like, I didn't totally get it until maybe eight months in and then when I when I frankly when I quit that job because I in the beginning I was doing both I was building my business and working in schools to finish the year and it was really only when I left that job that I was like oh nah, I am my own boss now wow that's happening okay I'm a businesswoman I got to be responsible for bringing in money nobody else is going to do it for me okay it's a whole different thing uh, you know, it is a whole different thing. And so many people, I always tell people that self-employment is America's greatest myth because so many people think that they're going to get into business and they're going to be able to do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it. And and usually there's some really interesting lessons that come about throughout the course of that development. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> Yeah, you know, somebody. I've 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 been told that that owning a business is the greatest personal development school you'll ever go to. A hundred percent. I totally agree with that. So so, did you? What did you? 
what did you set out to do when you left your gov your your teaching position? What was your what was your goal and your intention? What did you think you were going to do? In the beginning, I really wanted to work with spiritual teachers. So I, you know, my the thing that was really missing from my teaching career was the spiritual component the the and and even just the emotional component um the self-improvement component this personal development piece that you're talking about and i mean of course it's there it's not that it's totally absent in schools but it's it's under the surface and i wanted it to be out on the surface but i wanted to keep helping people the way that i was helping teachers so the first incarnation of my business was supporting people who led retreats yoga teachers, meditation teachers, artists who wanted to share their work with the world. You know, it was like I was taking people in it, kind of using my educator skill set, but with a different kind of educator. Um, mm -hmm. And as I started doing that work, what I found out pretty quickly was that they didn't have, like, really everyone that I worked with in that capacity did not have the money piece in place. They, they weren't thinking of themselves as business people. They weren't treating yeah. their business like a business. And yeah. so, and of course, simultaneously, I was building my business and realizing like, wow, sales and business building are, who knew that that was going to be a spiritual practice for me? Who knew that that was going to develop me so much as a person? I mean, I, I, so, so powerful. So I started to tweak my offering. I was still focused on people who led retreats, but I was more focused on teaching them how to do sales than on curriculum development or anything like that. I mean, both were there, but like my, my focus started to shift. And then I just kind of fell in love with that. I fell in love with sales. I fell in love with teaching sales. I fell in love with all of the personal development that comes with doing that work. Because for anyone listening, if you, if you've ever done sales, you know that you have to be willing to hear a no and not take it personally. And most of most of us are never taught how to do that. So I certainly was not good at that before. <laughs> and this is part of what I learned in my business was to be willing to have sales as an offering, as a service, and be willing to hear the no without making that a big, hairy deal. <laughs> yeah. So it, it changed my life and, and then helping people to do that was such a, an amazing thing because when you can do sales and you, you know how to hold your own confidence and energy, then your business can do anything. It's, it's limitless. Yeah. I think one of the biggest shocks to my system when I, when I left my government job and bought a business for myself, that is what I always wanted to do. I think the real shock to my system was that I had to do sales because I'm an accountant and, and I'm good at accounting and I'm good at, I'm good at managing money and all of, all of those things. But the idea of selling and marketing was really something I should have thought through a little better than I can say that I did. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Well, you don't know what you don't know. Yes, and then you find out, and then you yep. get to fix it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <sighs>
absolutely. So, so what, what if anything do you do you regret about the path that you've been on? Huh. You know, I I don't I don't really regret. Um. I mean, really authentically, I don't have a lot of regrets. I there are definitely things that I would say were um I would choose very differently now if I had okay. the choice to do over again. But I I you know, you don't know just like we were just saying, you don't know what you don't know. So for me, every time that something like that has happened and I mean, frankly, something like that happens pretty regularly, you know, like there's, I'm always learning, I'm always getting better. And so there's always things that if I could do it again, I would do differently. But, you know, there's a couple of salient things that I definitely, you know, people that I hired that I actually, I wasn't thoughtful enough about or work that I, I signed on to when I really didn't have the capacity to do it or whatever. But each time that I made what, what I'm, you know, you could call a mistake. Yeah, I've just learned so much. So I don't, I don't really regret those decisions. I just would make them differently now. And I do. Yeah. I do. That's, and that's the power and gift of those moments. Yeah. They, they the, are the knowledge, what has taught me. Yeah. The knowledge that you get from the experience is more valuable. And most people are doing the best they can with the, with the knowledge and understanding that they have at any given point in time and so i i hear what you're saying and i guess i'm pretty fortunate in that i don't have a lot of regrets either i don't i don't i regret very little that i've done um i regret things that i haven't done or things that i should have done faster sometimes i take too long to make decisions that uh that's interesting why do you say that? Yeah. Well, because I was, I hadn't, I wasn't actually thinking about regretting things that I hadn't done. So now I'm just asking this this question again. You know, even that though, I'm like, what came up is that I could have done this business sooner. But I loved learning all the things that I learned in my career as an educator, and I wouldn't trade it. I it gave me so much resilience and confidence and. I'm, I, I know how to work hard, man. Like, that is not ever a problem for me. You know, being willing to, to like, roll up my sleeves and do the work that's necessary. Working in schools definitely taught me that. So it's like, it would have been, it would be fun to do it again. But I don't think that I would actually choose differently. I, I even, even with that reframe, I would still choose all the same choices. Thanks so much for asking me that. I feel so good to say that, you know, it's so good to be able to reflect and be like, yep. Even the choices yeah. that were so uncomfortable at the time, I still, I still say yes to those. I would, I would do it again. I learned so much. Cool. If you had to, if you had to pick, you know, a couple of three things that have really really helped you be successful what would those characteristics or traits be what were things that have been in your life well all right so one thing i'll do one thing about me and one thing about uh action uh the thing about me that i think has really helped me is that i i've always been hungry for more um you know some people are better than i am at kind of accepting what what comes to them or something like that, like what life just presents to them. And I've always kind of, I, not that I've been unsatisfied, 
but I've just always wanted more. I know those kind of sound synonymous, but I, it's like I, I've just always been motivated to do more, be more, and have more. And I just didn't fully know what to do with all of that desire until really until I started my spiritual practice. My spiritual practice helped me really integrate my what I call my hunger, you know, my my starving desire for more, more love, more attention, more um, fulfillment, more somehow full expression. Um, and then when I when I started my business, it was so clear that this was the path to taking that to the next level. Um, and I noticed that a lot of people struggle to, you know, like I've, I've had clients who, when you ask them what they want, it's, it's so tender. Just the question, what do you want can be enough that it, it makes them cry because it's so vulnerable to even just consider dreaming bigger. And that in particular was never a problem for me. (laughs) I always wanted more. (laughs) And I think that that's helped me. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm, the vision is, is pretty much always clear uh, for me. And so that, that makes things simpler. But we, even with all that, if I had not hired the coaches that I've hired to guide me through this process, there's no way that I would have been able to create anything that I have created. Truly, I wouldn't have been able to do any of it because I didn't know how to do this stuff. I didn't know how to sell. I didn't know how to think about a business as a business. I didn't know how to work with my mindset. I didn't know how to freaking get publicity in mainstream magazine. You know, it's like, how could I have come? I wouldn't have even thought of some of the stuff that I've done as a result of working with my coaches. So, and I see that, you know, I mean, you know how fast I've grown in my business. I got to seven figures in 24 months. And there is no way that I would have done that without the very, very hands-on one-on-one coaching that I had from multiple people over the course of those years and continue to have. So that, I think that's huge. And I, I know that there are people that have really big breakthroughs um, without necessarily having like a, a coach per se. But my understanding is that big success always comes with guidance. It always comes with support. It always comes with mentorship. And not, but it's not always on the uh, front page. You know, sometimes the success stories that we hear about, you don't necessarily hear about all the people guiding them and giving them support behind the scenes. And so it can present a skewed picture of what, of what individual people are really capable of. It's like we're capable of infinite things and having support makes that easy. That. I have found to be very true for me as well. Um, the the utilization of coaches, all all great athletes use coaches. I mean it Damn. it is it, it is accepted in many ways, and people very frequently say, "Well, I can do that myself. I should do it myself." We we live in a do-it-yourself society, and mm. so asking for help. And getting help from people is sometimes limiting to people because they 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 feel like they ought to be able to do it themselves. Okay, and if if you're talking about accounting, no one should do their own accounting. Even I <laughs> don't do my, even even I do not do my own accounting. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I love and that. And so That's so good. 
you've 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 got to be willing to ask for and accept help and guidance. And I totally agree. And I think that I think the other thing that people don't do is they don't trust their inner guidance. And and so they they reject the help that they're getting from themselves internally because they yes. don't realize what yes. is happening in their day-to-day life. And that awareness that I know you talk about spirituality and money and and I think when you are a, very aware of your choices and aware of where you are in your business, then your intuition is going to guide you. And I think you you follow that guide a lot as well. I do. I love that you are making that connection, Maddie, because I actually think that I haven't I haven't put it in those terms before, but working with physical coaches, other human beings, has actually helped me to ask for that guidance and go inside to find it. It's like it's a a skill, as you're saying, to ask for help, to ask to receive, and to do so from a place of, um, I want to say, power, right? So not just like, I'm fragile and broken, please help pick me up, like I can't get up myself. It's not that energy. That energy is not that doesn't capture the coaching relationship or the or the nature of intuition. It's like, I have so much, I'm totally supported, I have everything that I need, and from this place of abundance, I'd really love this to go faster because I don't want to reinvent the wheel. Teach right. me what you got. Like, help me do this. Like, I want to be in my zone of genius. I don't want to have to start from scratch to figure out something that I don't even care about, you know? <laughs> Well, insert there, marketing. There, <laughs> there's a there's a lot of things that that you don't have to do in your business that people think I've got to do it myself. Maybe just because yeah. they can do it themselves, and you, they really cut themselves off from some tremendous insight when they do that. Yeah, you know, it you- also speaks to the nature of collaboration. You know, it's just so much more fun when you, whether it's in a coaching relationship or in hiring a team and delegating and really letting other people's mastery shine, it's just so much more fun. Yes, I agree. So you do um, you do some amazing things, and I know you talk about spirituality and money. And tell us a little bit about who your ideal clients are and how you help them. Well, I still love working with spiritual teachers and coaches and healers and transformational guides. My my ideal client is someone who already has a pretty high level of mastery in facilitating transformation and wants to take it to the next level, wants to be making multiple six figures, seven figures, even multiple seven figures, doing like living as a master of whatever it is that they do and wants to use sales to learn more about themselves, wants to use their business as a sacred and spiritual process to develop as as a human being, as a soul in these bodies that we walk around in. So you just said something and I wanna I want I want more information. So 
you talk about using your business as a spiritual practice. Did I say that accurately? Sure. Yeah, yeah. How, what is, what is, tell me what that means. There's a lot of layers to it. Um, so I'll, I'll just share a few. One is that I, I believe that we're all here for a purpose. I agree. And that not all the time, but oftentimes that purpose is quite unique. I, you know what? Let me, I'm just going to be bold and say it. I think that that purpose is really unique. I don't think that anyone's purpose is to work in a cubicle. Not that a purpose can't be lived out while working in a cubicle, but I don't think that that's the end all be all, right? There's mm -hmm. something deeper, something greater. We are all capable of so much more than we realize. And entrepreneurship makes that human potential really infinite, right? The, the experience that I had working in schools was tremendously compelling for years, right? It took me a long time to feel like I had kind of tapped out, like capped, found the ceiling on what was possible for me there. I worked in schools for 12 years, but eventually I found that. And, it, and then it was just like, I just don't know how I can grow more here. In my business, man, there is no limit to how far I can grow. There's always room for expansion. And so in terms of living my purpose, I see entrepreneurship as one of the best ways to do that. Because I then am called on to own and direct my own vision for my life. It, it challenges me to take full responsibility for who I am, how I show up in the world, what I do with my life, my time, my service. And it, in, in a, it, lots of things do that, but entrepreneurship does that 100%. Like you literally cannot be in business and not be actively taking responsibility. I, I get you could do it, but it won't, it's not sustainable, right? You'll go out of business. So that, that's right. And there are far more businesses that go out of business than there are businesses that sustain and, and are profitable. Okay. Yeah. I work with, it's I so work true. with a lot of people that, that, um, try to be in business and they are short sighted and they're not in business in in two years, in three years. And that yep. is a sad statement on and and what they can become and what they have become. We I we talk a lot of people that, that blame society and blame the economy and blame the president and blame whoever, <laughs> mm -hmm. but they that 100% responsibility piece that you talk about is really, really critical because you always, always, always have a choice. I totally agree. And I love, I love that frame too because I think you're right. It, it, you know, we, all of us get to choose to take 100% personal responsibility in our lives no matter what. The thing that I like about being an entrepreneur is that it, it's required. You know, when I was teaching high school, we, I actually never knew a teacher that literally just like read the newspaper at the front of the classroom. That, that wasn't the kind of person that I worked with, but it was a stereotype that we were all familiar with and it was an option. You know, if somebody wanted to, they could do that. 
And that's just not an option in business. You, you have to be so engaged, so aware, so reflective, so determined, so resilient. There's so much that is asked. So it's, it, it just sets you up for success if what you want to do is grow in that way then having your own business is the perfect solution. Well, you know, I I wish everyone shared your philosophy because I and and I I have to say that I spent a lot of years in government and I was a very unhappy person and I found alternatives and I found choices and I found ways to do things differently. And I wouldn't change any of that. Um, and I, well, I think that the 100% responsibility is probably one of the biggest things that affected me and my perception of how things work. Um, so I think that that's really critical. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. It's so powerful. And it's something that I learn more about every day. You know, I've been teaching and practicing taking personal responsibility 100% since I started my business. But I see my growth edge in that area every single day. Oh, look, here's another place where I'm not quite, quite as conscious or quite as empowered or quite as decisive as I could be. You know, what, what would it look yeah. like for me to take even, even more responsibility here? Um, what would yeah. it look like for me to, you know, go into, cause of course I blame sometimes. I feel like a victim sometimes. We all do that. But how quickly can I transform that? How quickly can I move to a space of feeling empowered again and mm -hmm. understanding why I created whatever it is I created? Not from a place of making myself wrong or bad or punished, but from a place of curiosity, like why did I, right? So this is, this is the other place where entrepreneurship is so demanding on a spiritual level. Because if you, you know, from a spiritual perspective, lots of people teach and have heard and sort of believe in theory that they create their own reality, right? This is like almost mainstream, this concept. But most people, are on a daily basis experiencing something that is quite different from what they would choose, right? Like, that's why people want to win the lottery, okay? Entrepreneurship places that power directly in your hands. It is not only possible to create your own reality, it's kind of necessary. Like, the business isn't going to do anything if you don't, if you don't choose it. So, it's, it's very, it's just so aligned to spiritual practice. I think that's that's what I love so much about it. And when I say spiritual practice, I really mean, you know, becoming more conscious of who we really are, feeling more unconditionally empowered, more unconditionally loving, more unconditionally in service to ourselves, our vision, whatever form of, you know, divine energy we connect with to the people that we love, to our friends and family and the people that we serve. I mean, it's, 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 for me, it's the best practice. It's the best spiritual practice. And, and in particular, sales has taught me so much about myself 
Um, so that's part of why I specifically specialize in teaching sales as a spiritual practice, because I have learned so much that has really changed how I show up in my life. Yeah. So as, 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 as we come to a close here, if you were going to give someone one principle for success, one one nugget, what would that one thing you would want them to know be? We've talked about so many of those in this call. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I actually think that I can just recap. I'm going to give you more than one because I, I just think that the combo is so important. So the first is, is vision, desire, knowing what you want, allowing yourself to dream and believe that in the dreaming, you're, it's not that you're creating anything actually it's that you're picking up on what's already here for you so when you have a dream mm. it's just a listening really mm. and then yeah. to hire someone who can help you create that whether it's a coach or someone who can you know program like create the products that you're selling or whatever it is that you you hire the people that have the expertise that you don't have to make it easier for yourself Absolutely. And then that you're just willing to do the work and fall in love with whatever that work is. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So how does how do they get a hold how do how would someone get a hold of you and learn more about you? Well, my website is one great place to start, jessiejohnsoncoaching.com. Jesse is J E S S E. So Everything that I that I have is there, and you can also follow me on Facebook, on YouTube. I'm actually launched just a couple of weeks ago, and have an amazing YouTube channel that's releasing new content about spirituality and sales or business every single Wednesday. Um, and then Instagram. So you know, I'm I'm around on on those interwebs, whatever platform okay. you prefer. Well, thank you, Jesse. I really appreciate you taking the time in your schedule to have this conversation, and it's been it's been good for me to listen to, and I can only imagine that it will be good for everyone to listen to. So that is absolutely pleasure, awesome. Thank you, thank you, Jesse. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. Smash the Bottom Line is sponsored by Smashing Numbers. Discover how to get your accounting in order, escape the cash flow trap, and finally enjoy a profitable business. Find out how at smashingnumbers.com.